0: This podcast is sponsored by Huboo, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Huboo.
1: Welcome to Three Peaks in a Podcast. Robin's Review. A first home league win of the season and what a win it was. 4-1 against the Plymouth side who seemed all at sea at times, but City expressed themselves with positive intent all over the pitch. 18 shots, six shots on target. This is why we watch football. This is what we want to see. Proper, exciting entertainment. Lee's three words were "Oh, Zach Viner. Uh, Matt, what a night at Ashton Gate.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Um... It's funny, I I think I'm in the minority of one this morning because I actually quite liked some of the football that Plymouth played last night. Um, And I've seen so many comments about it. the worst side we've seen down there in years. And I didn't think so. I thought they they opened this up. And we'll we'll talk about it. It's 4-1. But they hit the post. Zach Viner makes a brilliant challenge. They miss a a clear header uh, in the first half at the back post. They miss a shot where they're going through on goal um so whilst this absolutely positive and we were brilliant last night got over you know get overly carried away and talk about Plymouth being poor it could easily have been seven or eight five last night because of the way that it was but we we know if teams allow us to get in behind them and play an open brand of football we're going to cause problems especially with the pace that we've got so yeah brilliant brilliant night great performance um, and testament to the, the work that Nigel Pearson and his, his coaching team are doing.
1: Yeah, and uh, on top of Lee's three words, he actually gave us some more words, which we'll read. Did out. he? Yeah. Um, I've never seen a transformation in a City player like this season's Zach Viner. Closest, yeah. I can think, is Bobby Reed, but that was a, ch- a change in position too. He had the lot tonight, physicality, tackles, interceptions, passing range, bringing the ball out, crossing, Absolute pleasure to watch. And he's absolutely right, isn't it? Last season, this season, it's been I a think, real transformation.
0: I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've written about it in my Bristol Live column that um, years ago, I didn't see Zach Viner being good enough for the Championship. Um, you know, I think when he was going on loan at places like Aberdeen and Rotherham, we probably all thought that he was out the door. And, I, and I'm not sure how many Bristol City fans, if they're honest, would have thought that that was the wrong decision. Um, I don't know if you you read Carl Maysmith's comments um, after the weekend, but he was saying that when he came into the club, um, he was actually surprised that the really happy, committed, um, lovely guy, Zach Viner, that he saw wasn't actually in favour and he couldn't understand it. Um, And he said he he never let his head drop. He was always the same. And I think that speaks testament to his character, his upbringing. Um, And I absolutely agree with Lee. And I I think the difference probably with the Bobby Reed is I don't remember too many um, chants about Bobby Reed and people talking about Bobby Reed not being good enough. And Zach Viner was a lot of people's boo boy. You know, he, he was a lot of fans right on his back. He still carried on playing. He still made mistakes, you know, he did. And and don't get me wrong, last night wasn't a perfect performance from Zach. He did give the ball away a couple of times in dangerous areas. But that tackle at the end, mm. we're 4-1 up, you could easily think, I'll jog back, um, you know, and he makes a challenge like that. I think he's brilliant. And I'm not going to use the C word that we used for Taylor Moore before and not that one. <laughs>
1: um, but I, I, do you know what? I was thinking the same thing and I thought, no, I'm not going to no. use it. not going <laughs> to jinx it.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. Um, and I'm not going to get a picture of him because everybody I've got a picture of have all left. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, I thought, like Lee said, I thought he was outstanding.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, and brilliant.
0: Also, Zach, you've got, uh, Zach, Pat, you've got to say credit to Nigel Pearson as well for recognizing it. And, I think Zach's probably one of the first names on the team sheet now.
1: Yeah, yes, and you know, well, we'll come on. We'll come on to the tackle at the end because yeah. my, my theory on that is you, um, love,
0: a, you love a strong tackle. Don't you? I love
1: a strong tackle, and the fact that Max O'Leary's been his mate for like twenty odd years or whatever it is as well. Yeah, He don't want him to concede any goals, and no. yeah, what what a moment that was, right? Yeah. Um, competition from the weekend is another opportunity to enter that um, on this podcast. So simply retweet this this podcast on our twitter at 3piapc i think we had about 70 odd entries from the weekend we'll put them together with the entries from tonight as well and uh, yeah you get a chance to win a mascot experience for a a 5 to 12 year old so um yeah listen back to to the west brom podcast as well for more details on that but uh, yeah get retweeting.
0: And Patch, it's a brilliant experience. Can't understate that. So everybody listening, and we know that we get lots and lots of listeners, must have, you know, nephews, nieces, um grandchildren that that, that they could bring. It is a really, really good package, not just for the mascot, um, but for the guests as well. So yeah, get get retweeting.
1: Absolutely. Right, let's do our check in. Um, Matt, how are you? Out of turn this morning. I must be a good number, even though it's quarter past eight on a Wednesday morning.
0: So I'm I'm a good I'm a good nine, but that will de- definitely go down to an eight because I've got an upgrade this evening, which starts at ten o'clock tonight and goes through to past three okay. and beyond tomorrow morning. So uh, I'm not looking forward to the day ahead, but I'll start off with a nine today.
1: Yeah, I'm um, I'm a nine. I'm a nine. I I not I couldn't get to sleep last night, quite frankly. Um, yeah. Obviously, on the way home and then getting back in, getting to bed, I sort of listened to all the post-match reaction and things like that and it just gives you that that buzz and you've still got that buzz this morning even though I've only opened my eyes about 12 minutes ago so um yeah that's uh I'm a nine uh let's bring in our guest this returning guest is Mr Mark Powell Mark you were there last night what a night and how are you at 10?
2: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely cracking night absolutely brilliant um echo everything you were saying just now as well boys about, about Zach Viner. um this morning guys I'm a good nine and I don't think my day will be going down because as you know I don't work <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and as I'm staying at my, my daughter's and I've got my, my little grandson to go play with again today he's four and a half weeks old now oh, wow. um, my day is only going to get better so uh yeah oh. no it's uh I'm i I'm, I'm in a very good place today that's for sure
0: lovely Brilliant.
2: you've you've put your shift in Mark so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Some would some would disagree with that, by the way. <laughs> People who worked with me might disagree with that one.
1: Brilliant. Love that. Uh quick shout out to the Soda Reds program. A really nice article in there on Ray Cashley and his Wonder Goal, which was 50 years ago uh this week. Uh Mark, were you there for that one?
2: I was, yeah. Yeah, so was. It was it was, it was a very nice windy night and the ball was up in the air and that was it. Yeah, it settled in. Nice big bounce and in we go. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Yeah. And also that uh, the big climb back as well. Article about um climbing back up through the uh the divisions as well. So yeah, the division three playoffs, the eighty-eight semi-final was um was the was the was the uh was the article in the Side of red, so hopefully some of you got hold of that. Right, let's come to the the team lineup. So we weren't sure whether we would have a couple of players rested. Uh, there was potential of Naismith dropping out or Williams dropping out, with Dicky coming back in, um, maybe Taylor Gardner Hickman coming back in as well for George Tanner. But Marky went with the same starting eleven. So yeah, it was a good performance on Saturday, but we just didn't have that cutting edge. So he have gone for it again.
2: Yeah, and I was pleased we kept the same team actually because although we 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 did lack like a bit of a cutting edge on, on Saturday, it was a good performance. Um and I, I'm a I'm a firm believer of you know getting players playing together on a regular basis, especially in the partnerships, you know, where you've got like Zach and, and Carney Smith in the middle of it, at the back, or you've you've got um uh James and Williams. Um uh because they've they've played very strong again last night, and especially the front three. So I thought keeping the same team absolutely spot on. I was I was glad we had um, Gardner Hitman back because we were looking a bit light on legs in the middle of a park if we needed to bring anyone on. Um, and and I'm, I'm sorry. so it came to pass yeah. as well, that when you've got another young lad, strong runner that you can bring on uh, on the bench, that, that works well. So yeah, no, I was pleased it was the same team. Um, when I seen uh, text messages flying around to say that Plymouth had made seven changes, it it didn't mean anything to me, to be honest with you, because I didn't know who their strong lineup would be. But I thought that was a huge mistake straight away. That sort of changes. And I think that's where managers at times overthink things. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. around th- freshening things up. Um, especially in this day and age when you can bring on five subs. Um, you know, if you if you start with the same team and a few players are a bit leggy, you can bring you got five subs you can bring on um so no i was pleased we stayed with the same team and um i, I don't know i'd like to say here and now I hope we do the same again on saturday
1: yeah it's going to be interesting um it's it's one of those ones Matt, where we almost have developed those partnerships now all over the pitch that front four picks itself the back two now seems to pick itself, and we wouldn't have said that four or five games ago when we Dicky and Viner performing so well. Um, and, and yeah, it's it seems to be a settled team, and we all know we all know how a settled team that's successful can continue to breed success as well. So, your thoughts on that starting lineup, Matt, and obviously on the bench, there was no Andy Viman, which was touted, but uh, that might be one for Saturday.
0: Yeah, I think just on the Viman point. Um... I believe Nigel Pearson referenced it and sort of said that it was just that they didn't want to rush him back in the, you know, he's, he's like the feature on Saturday. Um, I'm like, Mark, I think you, you, you play your strongest team. Um, you have those partnerships. And also when you're playing well, you want to play. Now there is an argument with Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, that some of the players you've got to look at um, and make sure that they're getting the recovery in because it's when you're tired and leggy that you can get those kind of muscle injuries um and someone like Jason Knight, but but we were able to take Jason Knight off last night. Naki we know will put a shift in for 60, 70 minutes and will come off as though as much as he hates it. Um but what for me what it also shows is that Rob Dickey got sent off for you know, I thought the challenge he was a bit unlucky with, but yeah, you know, whether it was dissent or kicking the ball away for his first booking, that should be a lesson for the the, the players to say, look, you lose your place there's every chance you're going to struggle to get back in with with players taking it. Um, And if you haven't listened to it, I'd encourage everyone to listen to Harry Cornick's post-match interview last night on Radio Bristol. A, what a really lovely guy he sounds. Um, And that, you know, that doesn't count for anything in terms of whether he's a good footballer or not. But also what he was saying in terms of players know this is a team, it's not about individuals and players want other players to do well. And when you're on the bench, you know that when you come on, you've got to make a difference and then hopefully keep the shirt and wait for your opportunity. And, and I think it, Nigel Pearson's got a lot of stick over the, the, the time for potentially his man management and the way that he's dealt with things. But I don't recall a team like we've got at the moment as a team since probably that Steve Cottrell team. Maybe the Lee Johnson during the cup run. But there were always a, a couple of little bits and pieces going on, weren't there? Mm. Um, I just think everyone seems to be playing for each other, don't they? So, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised, Patch to your question. I think it was the right move. And I like Mark, I would do exactly
1: the same. Um, and Mark, obviously, having seen many teams over the years, we're alluding to the point there that there is that togetherness. And is that is that born by the fact that we've got this wage structure in place now where we can't bring in a... 10 million pound striker and put him on, you know, double everyone else and all of that sort of stuff. Is that part of it?
2: I I think it is, patch. I, I you know, I th- I think when you bring in the the, the star player on double the pay that anybody else is, that must cause a bit of unrest and a little bit of not so much jealousy but a little bit of resentment, you know, you know, why is he on that and not me? Um so I, and I think having this close knit team, I think this I think that this this is um a strength that is is all of a sudden you've got there the sum of the parts is better than the sum of the individuals and i'm going back to to matt's point about the last time we've seen this there are there are you know for me there are two standout um sides where we've had such a strong togetherness they've done well obviously the the allen Dix the 76 team the one the team that got promotion you know that was and again you knew the team Every Saturday. You knew the team, you didn't yeah. have to look at who was playing, because if one of those players wasn't playing, it'd have been headline news in the evening paper on, on the Thursday <laughs> night. Um and, and the same, and I would go with, you know, my other team that I, I always think about is the um Gary Johnston, um 2018. You know, the game, the 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 some of the parts playing together, playing for yeah. each other, fighting for each other. Um, and, and that's what this team has got. And I think having no big-name stars, I think, works for us. I think it works for every team, by the way, but I think it's definitely working for it, us. It's it's funny, that point
0: around the, the big-name stars and the money and stuff, um, after much badgering, I've just started watching We Are Wrexham, or whatever oh, yeah. it's called, and apologies, I probably got it wrong. But welcome, the fact welcome that they to Welcome to Wrexham. The fact that they brought Paul Mullin in, and you had other players talking about the money that he's on and, yeah, and i know true. paul mullen paul mullen talked about what you read isn't what the, the truth is but they were calling him money you know his song was money 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 um and you say you say that but there is definitely an element of jealousy and discontent around that, isn't there so yeah. i think nigel pearson and the board you know credit to, to john and steve and as was phil alexander excuse me alexander they're getting that right, so I think that again also creates that that sort of team spirit, doesn't it?
1: Okay, yeah. just for just for the record, the the lineup was O'Leary, Tanner, Viner, and Naismith, Pring, James as captain, and Williams, and then Knight, Sykes, and Wells, and Bell. So we we're sticking with that four two three one or four three three, whatever you want to call it, but it's become. An identity that we can all get behind now because we're seeing the fruits of of, uh, of the formation. So, yes, yeah, see, hopefully that continues into Saturday. But we'll get into the, uh, the the minutes now. So, third minute. A short corner from Naismith. Joe Williams whipped across and Sam Bell stabs it goalwards. The Plymouth defender on the line tries to clear it but can only put it into his own net. But as it was on target... It goes down as Sam Bell's goal. Uh, Mark, what a start for Bristol City that was. We've 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 seen us coming out of the blocks in recent years, but not so much lately. You could always say sometimes it was the first five minutes. We get a chance, and then that might be the only chance of the half. So to convert it gave us that extra momentum.
2: Yeah, so I was chatting to my friends about this down there, Cooper's Arms beforehand, to say that with a big away following today, um, it getting an early goal would be great to quieten down the, the Plymouth fans because they're bound to make a big noise. Um, and I think it will also settle us down. And because of uh, Plymouth haven't been great on the road, I think that will also put the jitters band, uh, um, into the Plymouth players as well. And to be honest with you, i have seen that goal several times in the stadium and I couldn't quite see I don't know. how the ball went in. We were just obviously. jumping up and
1: down celebrating the ball being in the net. I'd have no idea who yeah, scored. Yeah,
2: yeah, I had no I had no idea how it got in there. And I've had to watch it back several times since to see how it went in there. Mm. Um but hey, I I don't care how the ball goes in the net sometimes. Um yeah, you know, I think I think it's just that the, the the angle the ball came at in the guy on the line couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the great start. Um, and as you say, Patch, we've come out of the bot, uh, out of the blocks, flying several times, but we've never got that early goal to to help, uh, you know, cement the, the 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 good the good start we've had. So that I was think. that was brilliant yesterday,
1: Matt. On corners, uh, I think we've seen a number in in recent games that we just haven't got the height in the box, particularly with Dicky not being on the pitch. So taking that short corner near post, Sam Bell stabbing it goal words, it's gonna cause problems, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and and you've you've got to vary it, haven't you, as well. And yeah. even last night we went um we did go long a couple of times with the corner and it was Matty James at the back post. And I was like, since Matt when's Matty James been our kind of first ball header, um at any sort of dead ball. But no it was it was it was a good move. Um I mean I've seen people I think even some of the comments I've seen this morning, how is it Sam Bell's goal? Well, cause he's prods it forward. The guy's on it's the on line target <laughs> and deflects oh, yeah. it in. So clearly Sam Bell's goal. It's not, it's not like it was yeah. going wide or the, the, you know, it comes back off the post or anything. So no, absolutely. Sam Bell's goal.
1: Yeah. And, uh, we, we've launched a golden goal competition in the, in the lounge yeah. gate as well. And, uh, who should win? But the the voice, the new voice of BBC Radio Bristol Breakfast, Joe Sims. So congratulations <laughs> to Joe on winning a bottle of red wine. Which I'll he did the share.
0: photo. He loved it. Did he share it? Yeah, I thought Absolutely. He probably would.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, he did. Um, and then there was a bit of a strange couple of minutes, really, was not there? With uh, yeah. I assume it <laughs> technology. Was the, yeah, the goal line technology didn't seem to be working. The so Referee's yeah. uh, wrist didn't buzz when the goal went in, so he had about three minutes of. We After celebrating the goal, you kind of sit back down and expect to see the play had restarted. But you look up and it's just players kicking 20 balls around all over they, the pitch.
0: <laughs> when he went over to the, the dugouts, um, he obviously sort of was saying that there's a problem with it. And then um, I don't mm. know if it was Curtis or Jason Newell kicked the balls out. But uh, it, there were people around me saying, oh, they disallowed it. They've disallowed it and, mm. and I'm like, well they haven't because it's in the center circle and they're kicking off again. But um it just kind of shows doesn't it with with, with technology and uh yeah it, it hits the net and obviously it should still still go off. So yeah. but it's that's the kind of thing where get Downsy on the mic just to let you know there's a problem with the technology the goal line technology the referees
1: looking at it did. and then
0: everybody knows. I, I do well. we, we we didn't hear you it on our side. Yeah
1: I mean I, I and the sound pretty, pretty good for noise. I do struggle to hear the 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 speaker system Gate quite often to be fair um but yeah i i heard him say something about a technical fault and you could kind of work out when when the referee's on the line sort of moving the ball across the line and stuff like that you can work out for yourself but mark bit of a bit of a excitement after the goal
2: Oh, well, it, it is. I think this is um, uh, you, you think about VAR, you, you, you celebrate and then you're all sat there because something's going on. You're not quite sure. Mm. And first of all, when he called people over, I thought, is he had a signal from the linesman or something? And it, and it should be disallowed. And the linesman struggled struggling to get hold of him. Um, and also <laughs> the goal was going to get chopped off and yeah. and that's what they were discussing. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a strange one. It's one of those I've, I've never seen before, that's for sure.
1: I was a little bit concerned that they'd realised that both sets of teams were wearing white shorts and we might have to restart the game, but it didn't, don't seem, didn't a, seem to be a problem. <laughs> I
0: don't think that's a thing anymore. I mean, it was back in the day, wouldn't it? But Well, yeah, because um, you
1: look across the line and you see uh, white shorts and yeah. you can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: What what it did make me think last night is how I don't want VAR in the championship. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because,
0: you know, that, that, that feeling last night, and I know I think we were all sure it was a goal in, and probably guessed fairly early on that it was to do with the technology, but to have that feeling where you score... And then the referees. having going to go to the sidelines to check something, and yeah. Yeah, not, not, not for me. Really, not for
1: me. Well, and also, it, obviously, going one nil up, you're, you're concerned that uh, all the momentum will be gone. But yeah. lo and behold. Yes. Eighth minute. <laughs>
0: See what you've
1: done there. <laughs> Beautiful build-up in this goal, with the highlight being a Cruyff nutmeg through ball from Bell to James. The, the ball eventually comes out to Tanner. He finds Knight on the right-hand side of the 18-yard box. He squares it across goal with pace. The goalkeeper parries it only to Matty James, who gets there first, stabs it into the roof of the net with the outside of his right foot, Matt. 2-0 up after eight minutes and literally like three minutes of play.
0: Yeah, I mean I think the goalkeeper will be disappointed to, to, to parry the ball centrally like he did. And, and he's wasn't. quite highly rate he's quite a highly rated there keeper. But like you say, the the move, Bell's sort of flick, showing the confidence that he's got. Um there was an interesting comment from um I think it was Carlos Corbran the weekend. Um and if not, I'm trying to think who it was, but someone definitely referenced the sell of Semenyo. Um, and the fact that we've actually got a better player. Um, and I, th- I thought that was quite interesting because we all thought Semenya was on fire and, you know, what a powerhouse. Um, and for an opposition manager to be talking about, he certainly was, it was certainly Corbron talking about how well Nigel Pearson's done and what we've got team-wise. But the fact that we, we sell these top quality players and then seem to find the replacements. And in truth, Sam Bell playing like he's playing sort of wide. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I would want to sell Antoine or, or Scotty. But when you look at that, and then in particular Scott and Jason Knight, you know, what we've done business-wise and, and how it hasn't really changed the um, you know, what what we're able to do as a team again speaks volumes, but no, good goal. And we've talked about Zach Viner. In the same, all of those plaudits I've giving Zach Viner, I'm giving Matty James. I thought Matty James mm. was outstanding last night, yeah. and another player that I've kind of talked about being, you know, I mean, just all it does sum up. And perhaps you might have to consider if you need another co-host, but sums <laughs> up. I know very little about, <laughs> very little about football when I'm saying Zach Viner is never going to make it, and Matty James's legs have gone. But, um, and. And I wonder with Matty James, is that because he's now playing the games he's playing? Same with Joe Williams, hmm. you know. Hopefully injuries are a thing of the past. But I thought the move, the goal, and Matty James was
2: superb last night.
1: Yeah, Mark, Matt Matty James' leg certainly hadn't gone when he was busting a gut to get to that ball. Yeah,
2: no. It, and again, I echo everything you just say there, guys. The 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 move up, that that you know the 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 play. Th- which led to the goal was superb. As you say, the goalkeeper. Yeah, he, he'll he'll wish he'd done a little bit better with that. But everything else about that play, some of the incisive passing, it, it was fantastic to watch. Um, and it, I, just going back to to Sam Bell prior to Christmas last year, Sam Bell, whenever he was on the pit, came on the pitch. Usually at that point, it was as as a as a sub. Mm. He looked a bit, a little bit lost out of position. Yeah. Um, he he scored that great goal um, up at Swansea in the replay, and this is a completely different player now. Oh, last night it, him in him in Sikes were uh, well and and Nucky and, uh, up front. The three of them are on fire. They they must be a bloody nightmare to play against yeah. because they're running the channels. They're running all over the place. The people that last night when they were threading balls into the box, there's several runners. There's several people going for the ball. Um, So yeah. And as you say, Matty James, what a a night he had, but yeah, as you say, he busted the gut, he got there, stabbed the ball home. And literally deserved that goal. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: uh, Ninth minute. It's another chance. It's Bell in on goal and the keeper saves with his feet and it just doesn't quite fall for, for Jason Knight. And, uh, I mean, that could have been three in 10 minutes, Matt.
0: Is that the one where he brought it inside?
1: Yeah, um, and then yeah. shot. Keeper saves it with when, his feet.
0: When when you watch it, and it, and again, it's easy to sort of think, you know, he's got to do better there because he, he did really well to open it up and get the space, but he slips as he's hitting it, and that's yeah. what then takes it into the middle. So, um, But another good move, and again, showing, showing Sam's confidence.
1: Yeah, 11th minute, Bells w- playing nice one-two with Naki Wells, literally tearing Plymouth apart down the left. Windsor corner uh so yeah just electric start from from that front three 18th minute Plymouth are in at the back post but it's high and wide from Tyreek Wright. then up the other end great run in from campering and the cross to Sykes is headed over so there was a little bit of a um a, a recovery from Plymouth and that that header at the back post Mark you know he must be doing better with that
2: yeah it, uh, we'll we'll come on to the goal in a minute but yeah they we I think we were getting a little bit carried away with some of our attacking play last night at this point and we were leaving ourselves wide open. The gap between the midfield and, and defence uh, was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and we, we were allowing space behind our midfield for them to attack and that that was a, a case in point and the guys should have done better at the back post for sure.
1: Yeah. 24th minute, Matt, deep cross from Naismith earns a corner and then a deep corner from Naismith is steered over by Pring on the slide at the back post
0: yeah um and what what you want to see Campring getting in there um i think he was on as you say on the stretch so it wasn't a really you know a, a clear chance but the the pressure that we were putting on plymouth um and and i i guess i mean Schumacher's a manager that was definitely talked about um when nigel pearson was was sort of going through his trials and tribulations last year um and has obviously done really really well at plymouth but it also shows that Tactically, they just got it wrong last night and they, they didn't know how to cope with us. And maybe that's just a bit of naivety in coming up from, you know, the, the division below. Um, but yeah, it was a a, game, a, a good passenger play and a, a good corner routine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 25th minute, it's 2 1. It was an attempted block come clearance from Tanner that falls to Adam Randall, who, to be fair, catches that ball so sweetly as a thunderous strike down into the corner. Max has no chance with that one, Matt. Yeah, I disagree. Um, really?
0: Yeah, I do. I yeah. watched it yeah. I watched
1: it back this morning and he's Skip he's it. sliding it. across as best he can.
0: Great strike, but it's not in the corner um from a strike point of view and Max is actually that side of the goal. So I think Max would be disappointed. I don't even think he got a hand on it.
1: No, he didn't. Um, but no. you're
0: right and and I'm not I mean, I'm not absolutely not blaming him um at all I thought it wasn't the corner. I do but there think, we go. Yeah, no it wasn't. It was it, it, it was at our end. Um but the, the the george tanner one's interesting because if you remember that passage of play um he'd left a bit exposed and, and he had he had a choice to make is whether he went and tried to sort of you know close the the, the man or track his run which he did really really well mm. made a really good sort of first challenge and then the second challenge obviously just a i say a bit unlucky but to play it centrally again yeah causes what the problem is but to be fair to the guy great great striking as i say i just think that max will feel that maybe he should have got a glove on it um
1: what's your take yeah. on and that it Was one, out right? of
2: blue wasn't it it was out of blue
1: as well yeah
2: exactly yeah so so the, the whole thing comes from a bit of head tennis we've given the ball away um with a, with a with a poor header um and i go back to what i said just now a couple of times before the before the goal they'd got um two on one with two wide players against against george tanner um and the midfield have been bypassed mark sykes is, is well up the pitch this is what i'm saying we were we we leaving ourselves a bit wide open um so they they had the two people to attack down there again i guess george will be he'll, he'll be disappointed he didn't do a little bit better with with the two chances he had. I just thought it was a sweet strike. I think the ball was in the back of the net before Max had even dived, to be honest with you. I think it was I think it was well past him before he got there. And at this
1: point, Matt, you're thinking, right, we've gone two-nil up, everyone's buoyant. We're playing exciting football. We could have been three nil up. And yeah, yeah. and it suddenly two one and and sort of memories of old come back where you think, <laughs> Oh God, what's gonna happen now?
0: Yeah. And and the the chant had already gone round about you know um, two nil on your big day out and stuff like that, which you know I'm not a fan of those <laughs> sort of chants because too many times over the years that's that's bit me royally on the behind. So, um, but yeah, it, it gave them the impetus, and you know they they were being roared on by a really vocal Plymouth following. So, um, it was it was one of those moments where you did think you know well, Christ, you know we've not taken our chances, hmm. now we're right up against it again.
1: But thirty third minute. The two-goal cushion is restored. It's Sykes in acres of space is found by a great Jason Knight pass. Sykes takes one touch and coolly slots it home, right-footed for 3-1. And Mark, we saw him uh, on Saturday hit the post from a similar sort of angle, really. Maybe obviously a little bit more narrow on Saturday. But I was so pleased for for Mark Sykes to get that one in. And uh, he, he didn't have much to aim for. And it's a great finish.
2: It was. I thought it was a terrific finish, Pat. Um, it's one of those as well that quite often the attacker in that position has a little bit too much time. Too tight, Too much time. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. And people could over and, and people overthink it. Uh, you know, he picked this slot and he he buried it in the corner. I thought it was a fantastic finish. Um, what a ball though from Jason Knight because. Yeah. It, it, Mark Sykes was in so much space. He's <laughs> like, how how, how, how was he? How has got him? that much how space? How was he in that much space? Yeah, defensively, yeah. was yeah. shambles, it, wasn't it, it? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what yeah, that it, was my it, comment it, of all at sea at the very start. That was kind of what I was referring to there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But great finish.
0: I totally and, and, echo what you said, the time he had to finish it like he did. Yeah. Well, and
1: yeah. he had the option of Naki Wells busted a gut to get up alongside him, more or less. So yeah. he could have squared it to him, and that could have gone horribly wrong. So yeah. I think yeah, taking the shot finish. on was the was the, was the the right thing to do, and uh, and the, cra- the crowd certainly went wild. Um, another guilt-edged chance for Plymouth in the 37th minute, uh, after a poor clearance, I think it was, from Max O'Leary. And it was a chance that uh, that one should have been buried as well, Mark.
2: Yeah. So, again, <laughs> um, we were we were overplaying it at the back at times. You know, we've got a two-goal cushion. It's not like we we need to hold on to the ball because we're not going to get it back again for, for five minutes. Um, we're overplaying it. Um, and then by the time someone does go to clear it upfield, in this case, it was Max, it was a poor clearance straight to one of their players. And their guy was, was in on goal. He should have done better as well. Yeah, that guy should have scored.
1: And initially, Matt, I thought that was offside, but I think it was probably Cam Pring who Cam was Pring. sitting quite deep yeah, yeah. and yeah. played yeah. him onside because uh, I yeah. wasn't concerned when he shot because I thought, oh, that's offside. But then obviously you watch the replay and you see Cam's position. You see Cam blimey, sort of what a miss.
0: coming back, but yeah, it was, I mean, we, we're going to get this with, with Max because Max isn't a keeper who just hoofs it. Max always looks to pass the ball, doesn't he? And even with that last night, when when it was a ball sort of played through that he just needed to clear, he tried to be a little bit too cute with it and, and got caught. Um, and it's, I, I, I'm going to sound like a bit of a miserable get, but it's one of the things that, that I've noticed in the game, and it probably goes back to the team spirit, but there's an opposite to it, is that after that, they're all then slapping hands, as if to say, it's like, it's, you know, it's okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I would have been bollocking him, going like, what are you doing? We're 2-1 up. They've just conceded find your man as a as a captain and we don't do that and sometimes i think there's there's that balance with it that oh we're all okay like you know i, no, think I made that's, a mistake haha ha. you know yeah I, mean? I
1: think that's part of the culture that nigel yeah, Pearson has yeah. instilled he yeah. is if anyone's gonna do any bollocking it's gonna be me Yeah, and no one else yeah. i don't want to see you getting at each other on the pitch and things like that so and,
0: and i think you might be might be dead right and and actually I don't know if it's Pep or Klopp that sort of talks about, you know, players, you, you want players to express themselves and if it means they make a mistake. The bit for me, and Mark, Mark kind of alluded to it, we, we were giving the ball away in, in really stupid areas, but also not with... um, It, it wasn't like we're trying to open up a, a pass. It was just a basic 10, 15-yard pass back yeah. or mm. cross, And you're yes. thinking, that's just, you know, that's just, just casual and poor, isn't it? But... Yeah. Yeah.
1: And whilst You're I whilst I think to play of it, play like we want to play. whilst I think of it as well, um, I think we're four one up, and Nigel obviously on crutches, probably in yep. pain every time he walks out into the technical area. Yep. At four one, comes out into the technical area and absolutely berates. I think it was Roberts over right. on the far side that hadn't done something that he told him to do or whatever
0: second half when he, he lost the ball and gave it away yeah probably break. was yeah.
1: yeah but um, but yeah there we go let's hope yeah. that Nigel can make it up to Leicester because uh, again that would be um, great for him and, and Andy yeah. i you'd imagine that being quite a,
0: a special atmosphere yeah yeah,
1: yeah. okay half time summary from Rob deep breath
0: Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cripps Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today.
1: well that was different like a caged animal we flew out of the traps clearly targeting their flanks and exploiting to maximum effect particularly nice interrupting their song for the first goal that shut them up continued to keep the foot on the floor swiftly making it 2-0 with another good team goal after putting them under constant pressure having then nearly forced a third we let them back in with one lapse in concentration too many they got one back enough to spark us back into life and Sykes was soon restored Scoring the two-goal advantage with a clinical finish, having found himself in acres of room. We've shown some vulnerability at the back, but fortunately they seem to have more than us in them. Another quick goal for us in the second half, and I think that will be terminal for Argyle, so just need to keep up the intensity. So Plymouth make two subs at halftime mark, so clearly trying to change change their style of play. I think they brought off a midfielder and a striker
2: yeah, I guess this is where they've they've made seven changes and now they're trying to put um some put of the key right. players back on the pitch, <laughs> including no top including no top goal scorer. um so yeah they, this is this is where I think the, the you know the, the managers thinking, yeah, i've made a I've made a mistake here with the with the starting lineup and yeah he's he's had to make hmm. some changes pretty quickly. that's for sure.
1: Matt, because Plymouth hadn't had that bad a start. I think they were only one place below us, weren't they? Before the before the start I of think, the game, I, th-
0: I think they could have gone above us if they if they'd won last yeah. night. Yeah, but they've had yeah. um, they've conceded last minute winners winners against Birmingham and was it Lee? No, Southampton um, and the weekend they lost to Preston but by all accounts against Preston they were really really good and really Mm. unlucky so yeah yeah, Yeah. I watched
1: the highlights and thought yeah oh that number two looks good and he wasn't even playing last night yeah yeah (laughs)
0: yeah um so yeah I think I think like like Mike said right back at the start seven changes when you're not on a, a bad run of performances yeah results might have not gone great you know you you would kind of question that and um I don't know what you, you felt. I I was really disappointed in the Plymouth fans last night booing their team at halftime and also cheering. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Um for a team that have come up from the champ- from the, the League One in their first season, you need to be fully behind them. And and yeah, okay, I mean their own managers come out and said right from the get go, we didn't win the first tackle, um, we were second best throughout. So it wasn't a good night from their point of view. But yeah, it just made me think, is that is that the modern fan now that that kind of thing happens, that you know you you're three one down it. And and I, I personally didn't think they were out of it by any stretch of the imagination. Um so yeah, I just just a
2: little bit disappointed with them from that point of view. Yeah, interesting you say about they weren't out of it. I thought the first, you know, the next goal was going to be critical um, mm-hmm. at halftime. We were chatting about it because had Plymouth got an early goal back in that yeah. second half, they were, they, as you say, Matt, they weren't playing badly. They, yeah. you know, quite the opposite. They were playing quite well, and if you look at the chances that they had, if had they got it back to a one-goal difference again, it would have been a very different game. Yeah, and I agree with you as well. Booing, booing their team off at halftime. Yeah, what does that? What does that? It actually? just does
0: nothing for you, does it? You're not going to, yeah. yeah.
1: No, exactly. Uh, Okay, 51st minute, Knight bursts forward, gets some good yards, gets taken out, but finds Bell, um, who cuts onto his right and shoots wide. So, uh, yeah, six minutes into into the second half, Matt, and Jason Knight, who was much improved from from Saturday, feeds Bell and gets a shot away, but it's wide, and you're probably in line with that one.
0: Yeah, um, he tried to be a bit cute and try and kind of reverse it, In um, he he knew absolutely what he was doing Um, but yeah you would like to have seen him sort of hit the target but again I I just think Jason Knight what a player Um, so many times last night they they broke and they were in and around the edge of our area or approaching it and he'd get a foot in and and win the ball and um, as I say completely different to Alex Scott and, and I would have preferred Alex Scott to stay and play with Jason Knight but it does feel as though we're a better unit at the moment with Knight in there. And um, I think that also coincides with the form that Matty James and Joe Williams are showing as well. Um, but yeah, good, good move. And, and again, Sam Bell, um, you know, getting on the end. And, and I listened to the the highlights this morning and the, the commentator talked about when Sam Bell scores, it seems that Mark Sykes scores, they seem to always do a double act there. <laughs> and obviously that that's proved to be the point in a couple of games. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mark triple substitution on the 60th minute, I guess. I mean, there was a little bit of of me thinking, oh, is this too soon to make a triple substitution? It's, it's, it's only 3-1. But there was eyes on the fact that they that we had the game on Saturday. We got another big game on this Saturday coming. So at this point, he must have thought, I'm not weakening the team. I'm freshening it up. It's, it's legs coming on and it's young legs coming on as well. So it was Yaboa for Sykes, Cornick for Wells. And TGH coming on for Knight, so we got to see Taylor in the midfield.
2: Yeah, I I think it was the right thing to do. I think they were bringing on a lot of fresh legs. We we'd done a lot of running, you know. I know we'd had a lot of the ball. We'd done a lot of attacking. You know, Jason Knight is. I'd love to see the amount of uh, ground he covered in the, you know, the, the sixty minutes he was on because he is literally everywhere. That guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, so I think the bringing the, the the fresh players on was was the right thing to do. Uh, Naki, although he wasn't on the goal sheet last night, the amount of ground that guy covered as well is hold at play, getting his body in the in the way, um, and. He, I think you have to give Naki a lot of uh, a lot of credit as well. Although he wasn't the guy on the goal sheet, him running the channels like he does opens up space for the other two guys. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, freshening it up, I think is the right thing. Um, and it's interesting when 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 um, Nigel doesn't uh, bring on subs, subs early enough. People moan about that. If he brings up if he brings them on, you know, earlier, people moan about that. It's, yeah. so it's, like, it's one of those things, you know, as a manager, you can't get it right. I thought it was the right thing. And, you know, the, the actual result at the end of the day says it was the right thing yeah. as well. So um I think he, he was spot on.
1: That's what he's there to do, Matt, is make those difficult calls. And and for you, was that a difficult call? Would you make triple substitution?
2: No, I think it was the,
0: the right thing to do. Um, I think um you know again he, he needs to manage some of these players because of the workload that they've got um and you know you, you look at the bench and you think well we've we've we've, sp- we've spent the money or we'll spend the money on TGH um and and I was interested to see whether he was going to bring him on in place of George Tanner mm. um and put him there um cuz George I'd had a couple of moments where he'd sort of headed a ball straight to their man in um, just a, a couple of little moments where I thought oh, he might he might look to change it here, but to bring TGH on in the middle um, and see what he's capable of there, I thought was the right move, and it was it was set up for for Harry Cornick to, to play down the middle and when we get to what we need to get to, just make sure we mention Tom um, Patch as well. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I I think Nigel Pearson got his spot on last night. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and straight away yaboa is is straight involved throw, throwing people body slamming people all over he's, the place yeah he's um <laughs> Joy I mean, to is, watch. He, is he 18,
0: 17 or 18 17
1: 17. <laughs> yeah In,
0: incredible I mean we can see the speed he's got but his physicality and if you if you think back to um you know we've talked about it Sam Bell and I still think Sam's got a little way to go from a physical point of view Tommy Conway the, the difference between Tommy Conway in his first sort of season and games to Tommy Conway. Now your is going to be some player because he's not yeah. even found his, his speed yet. You know, he's still got more to go with that when he gets that, um that nice as well with it. And there was a couple of moments where it was a, a bit like a Jack Russell again, the over-exuberance. Yeah. Um, that, he got he's booked in learn... there at some point. Yeah. yeah, yeah He got yeah. booked. He, he went through on a challenge, didn't he? Mm. Um, and there was a little bit of a sort of talk that was it his second one but it was george tanner that had been booked earlier right. um so yeah i just um it was one of those actually said about the booking the referee seemed intent almost as if he'd been given a rule that he could only book for players kicking the ball away
1: and <laughs> <Yeah>. persistent
0: <laughs> persistent failing and bringing men down and pulling the shirts now that was all good but if you kick the ball away no, you're getting a yellow and that yeah. sort of thing just you know annoys the hell out of me because a lot of the time, especially now with multi-ball, the ball was kicked. And there was one moment, I don't know who it was, it might have been Tanner, but in the, the second half, where the, 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 the bloke actually had the ball ready to start, but because it wasn't the original ball, because we'd kicked it away, we still got a book in, you're like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Right, 70th minute, it's another uh, double substitution for City. Williams off, Andy King on, and Sam Bell off, Roberts on, Mark. So, Roberts coming on in a more advanced position.
2: Yeah, so I think there was a, there was a point here where we, Nigel's probably got an eye on Saturday um which is why the the, the Roberts for Bell uh, substitution went through. Um I, I, I'll put my hands up. I was a bit worried about Andy King because does he have the legs in in the middle of the park? Um uh, obviously Joe was was tiring. Um, And in fairness to Andy, he came on and and he did a good job, actually. In fact, if anything, he steadied the ship quite nicely because they were getting more of a foothold in the game. Um, And I think Andy uh, sat in front of the back four a lot more and just calmed things down a lot.
1: Yeah, and that was Andy King's 50th Bristol City appearance, Matt.
0: Yeah, yeah, congratulations to him. Um, For me, that's Andy King's role this season. Um, Unless we get... You know, a terrible run of injuries. But when when you're leading games and you want to see games out, that's where yes. Andy King comes in for me. When you're behind and you want to, you know, you need to attack. No, not for me. I think Andy King's role now is that.
1: Um, and he, he's not head, only doing you know? doing that job himself with his own feet and head, but he's also coaching the rest of the team through and there was a couple of moments I think during goal celebrations in the first half he was down warming up and he was giving instructions to players and 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 that sort of thing so yeah key part of the team there um I've just written down here I'm not sure what minute it was but Naismith made a cracking tackle uh just towards uh, at some point I'm not sure when it was but I put just put it in but he made an excellent tackle and then even got up and then yeah. played like a superb it, ball. I don't it, know if it was know. almost
0: like he'd scooped it up in the challenge, wouldn't That's it? it? It was yeah. kind of behind him and scooped it up and came away. Yeah, I mean, was was that a performance from Naismith again last night following on from Saturday that, that shows why he sees himself as a centre half and why potentially Nigel Pearson's playing him there? You know, lots of people social media podcast saying no absolutely not should be a midfielder and nothing else I think for me last night it showed that you know that's what you get with Naismith when he's playing there you know yeah, yes he might get caught at times if we're too open but he can do you know make some good tackles Sat- saturday's case in point again made a tackle I, I thought it was a pen but you know got to it so yeah Okay. Brilliant tackle, Patrick.
1: Seventy-fourth minute, Cornick plays to the whistle and puts Taylor Gardner Hickman in, who for me should have got his shot away a bit quicker, Mark. Um, but he eventually does get a shot shot away and it wins a corner. But I thought there was an opportunity to either shoot first time or at least second time.
2: It, yeah, it was it, that was a. I think it was a, a shoot first time or it, the the, the opportunity is going to go and, yeah. and and as it as it was it did. But um, it's it was good to see. Harry Cornett, he came on, he made a positive impact with fresh legs. And I, and I think that's going back to what we said about the team spirit and, and what Matt was saying beforehand about um uh, the interview he did after the game. He came on, he made a real positive impact, chasing everything down. And as you say, he put the ball through. It was a first time off effort though.
1: Yeah. 78th minute, Matt. Roberts hammers one in from 20 yards. Keeper parries it. And then it was like, everyone line up and take your turn to have a shot. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's... I think I counted about four or five shots from four, four or five different players. One, yeah. I think the first one was Harry Cornick, who couldn't just quite get his feet in the right place. He, um, he swung and
0: missed, didn't he? It was, yeah. a proper, yeah, it was an air uh, shot.
1: Yeah. It was. But then, yeah, it was just like a, a, a bit of a melee. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I mean, And again, the keeper sort of parrying it, but into an area that, you know, uh, we we were still on it, but yeah, it did. It, it it's funny because the the Harry Cornick ones, um, and and I will call out as well. Section eighty two last night, I thought were outstanding. Yeah. When Harry Cornick came on, they were non stop singing his song, which has completely gone out of my head. Um can't think of it it's going to come to me in a minute but they were non-stop singing it when they good to be alive wake up feeling harry cornick on my mind yeah yeah um something tells me i in something good in it um yeah they were brilliant and if if you're harry cornick a player that hasn't hit the heights that he would expect from himself um probably a little bit low on confidence although he doesn't strike you as a,
1: a player i was just as gonna say that that's he? like an assumption is that he is yeah, low on confidence yeah. but it doesn't. I don't think he but, is.
0: No, it doesn't strike you, does it? And, and again, listening to his interview, he talked about Saturday, the chance he had, and that he did everything right. You know, great touch, turn, shot, keeper made a great save. Mm-hmm. Um, And his fans, and I was one of them, sort of, you know, at the time, oh, he's got a score there. But I, ju- I just felt that what then went on had a part was played by section 82 mm. and that non-stop chanting. So, so fair play to, to everybody involved there. Cause I think that definitely helped Harry Cornick last night.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just, I just thought when he, when he had the air shot, I just thought, Oh, it's just not going to happen for him again <laughs> yeah. tonight. I had that. He just had that vibe about it. Didn't it? Yeah. It was like, Oh no.
1: And then lo and behold, 79th <laughs> minute, one minute later, Naismith brings the ball forward, plays a lovely disguised pass into Cornick, who controls with his right and scores with his left mark. And for me, that was the one I celebrated the most of the whole night, I think.
2: Absolutely. If so that's possible. Again, okay, you have to give uh, um, Carl Naismith, you know, he brought the ball forward. Th- through there absolutely fantastic great ball through and yeah I was really pleased for Harry Cornick especially after the air shot a minute before and mm-hmm. as you say control with one foot hit the ball in with the other foot and yeah I'm I'm pleased for him and um, again I I agree I don't think he is low on confidence I don't think he is that kind of player I just hope though that a bit like I said earlier on with Sam Bell scoring at Swansea last year and he's been a completely different player ever since I like to think that you know this is the start of uh mm-hmm as the song says, the start of something good here. And and Harry goes on to, to get the 10 goals Tom's looking for.
1: Yeah. And Tom, uh, Northern Tom, Carlin Tom, uh, who we'll be seeing at Leicester on Saturday. Tom, looking forward to that. He's, uh, he's our Harry Cornick's biggest fan. And I think he was bouncing around his lounge.
0: Well, he said yesterday, didn't he? Tonight's the night Harry's going to score. And and I will say as well, um, Rob Powell, Rob Bob, Bob Powell, um, who sits in front of me, said the same as well before the game. So I was tempted to have a little bit of money on on Harry Cornick. Um, and, I, you know, lot, again, lots of fans, Cornick can't play down the middle. Um, you know, what have we done?
1: Rather down the uh, middle than on the flanks.
0: G- genuinely, last night. I think that's night, his position. Yeah, it, it showed the physicality that, that we need at times. He won an awful lot of ball. And and I don't know if you boys noticed it, but he's quite clever as well in the challenge. So there's a couple of high balls and he puts himself in front of the defender, but doesn't overly commit. And so then wins it. And and he did that two or three times last night. Well,
1: how how many times did Alex Scott win a free kick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but the, the the goal, I mean that there were a few people saying, Oh, it was an own goal, the defender got back in. No. But no, it was just it was no. just in the challenge. And like you, Patch, that you know, I th- in fact I think I genuinely think the vast majority of the stadium obviously city fans were that was the goal for them as well. Cause I think everybody can see with Harry Cornick how he's really trying. Mm. Always got a smile on his face, hasn't he? Yeah.
2: Um
0: and and again, I, I don't make no bones about referencing it again. Please listen to the Radio Bristol interview afterwards because it, it sees sees him in a light that really makes you think, yeah, I can absolutely see his value in this squad.
1: Yeah. And not only was uh was Tom bouncing around his, his living room, but uh the whole of the stadium was bouncing around. And Mark, we haven't seen or heard that chant for it seems like quite some time. Uh, obviously, starts over in uh, in section eighty two, and then they call on the rest of the stadium to bounce up and down, and by the atio stand, the whole the whole stadium was bouncing.
2: Yeah, and that's great to see, actually. And I think I think this is what we need to do to bring the good times back to Ashton Gate. Um, going back, you know, this was the first win at home. Um, you know, why have we won away, but we haven't been winning at home? I think. Yeah, I think we need to get that kind of atmosphere back again. I think it's, I think for, you know, maybe the fans need a bit more self-belief as well when we're at home, and and you know, get the atmosphere going again. But you're right; it's great to get the get the you know to see the Ashton Gate banks in again. Um, you know, when was the last time we 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 had a three three goal victory?
1: Yeah, and, and Matt, I I reckon. If Nigel Pearson hadn't have been on crutches and he had been in his technical area, I think there would have been a chance for Nigel to bounce around. And <laughs> I, I think
0: there would have been. I, yeah.
1: I have. I don't know. It's 50, 50, whether he would or not.
0: No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. No. He'd probably Although, be like, he's speaking have... to
1: Scotty, saying, "What are they? Why? What yeah. did he want me to do?" <laughs> yeah. There,
0: there is that. Um, there is that sort of clip in there where he's doing the dancing. Yeah. Um, yeah from last season. So so who knows? Actually talking about Scotty and as much as we love Scotty, but someone made me laugh in the crowd last night when um, you remember the passenger play where the ref um gave the ball to the linesman because it was flat. Oh yeah. Um, and passed it across and someone shouted out, Christ Scotty, two jobs, wash the kit and <laughs> blew the balls up. You can't even get that right. <laughs> and I was like, no, he does so much more than that. Oh, but it did, it did make me laugh. Yeah.
1: Right. 90th minute. Plymouth are in and hit the post. Then moments later, Plymouth are in again. And Zach Viner makes that, that challenge, which you've already spoken about. But he busts a gut to slide in and hooks that. And that could have gone in, but he's hooked it out for a corner. But Plymouth still coming at us, uh, Mark, in the in the last couple of minutes there.
2: Yeah. It, and again, it was, it was kind of like our it felt more like it was our sloppy uh, sloppiness which was allowing him in then than it was their their good play mm. um obviously their guy who's at the post that was that's unlucky that you know that could have uh, sneaked inside quite easily um but Zach Viner uh getting back on that challenge is that it, we we seen two great um challenges on Saturday one by Zach one by Carl Naismith we reference mm. uh to deny goal scoring opportunities. That one last night w- was even better than the other two, just brilliant. And the fact that uh, um, it, it, it could've, he could have he could have let it go, it, it, you know, it was the dying seconds of the game. We would have still yeah. won four two, but he didn't. He he busted up to get his leg in there to hook the ball out. Um, that speaks volumes, you know, for Zach's professionalism, the team spirit, that that absolute will which says, no, you know, we're defending our goal no matter what.
0: It's that bit that Nigel Pearson has talked about so much over the years about having the desire to keep the ball out of the net. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the first one, it, I think that's when Roberts gave the ball away and, and Hardy hit the post. Um, but the second one, Zach's got no right to be able to get back there. I mean, the, the guy's got, he's in front of Zach. Yeah. And he's, you know, their top scorer through on goal. To make that challenge, it's, it's funny, my dad messaged me this morning and said um, about Zach, he said he was again almost impeccable. Once more, a saving certain goal and in his interception. And you're like, you yeah. just think, and, and actually, I know we spend a lot of time talking about him, but rightly so, especially from yeah. where he'd come from. I think. You know, the the guy is just an absolute colossus for us at the moment, isn't it? And he will, don't get me wrong, he's going to make mistakes again this season. And I just hope that everybody recognises, yeah, but look at him. He's been absolutely imperious, hasn't he? So, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
1: And and that took us to the end of the game. Uh, The most, quite a lot of people, more than usual, stayed behind to clap the players. The last player all the way off the pitch. Um, which is always great to see, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, we all go home very very happy. Um, Matt, let's go to the ratings. Going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting. Oh, we'll, hang on, we'll do our our prediction. Do have, a we, prediction. Yeah, I yeah. keep forgetting to do this. Uh, yeah. So, Mark, what do you think the average team score will be? And Matt, don't don't work it out till the Ooh. end.
2: Oh, I think it. I think it's going to be a. Uh, it's got to be a seven point three,
1: seven point four. Oh yeah, I was going to go around that mark i'll go 7.6 just just so that i don't Ooh. go one above you <laughs> right matt over to you
0: do you want well, i mean obviously it's, it's obviously a, there's two points so well, we've got
1: to collaborate it first haven't we yeah yeah, Calib- yeah, Calib- yeah calibrate there, it the, even
0: the, there are two so it's it's three digits so if you will go both going sevens, so 7.60 patch
1: or 7.62 7...
2: okay mark oh i <laughs> I said I, i'm gonna go yes yeah, some uh 7.35 right so this
0: is gonna piss on your your chips
1: (laughs) max o'leary three
0: so no so max um and I've, i've toyed with this one last night and then this morning so i went six and the reason i went six is i didn't think he had a lot to do in terms of um shots at him throughout the game um and then those that did there was the one, obviously late on, um, that he got nutmegs and, and Zach made the challenge. The one that hit the post, which, all right, that's wide. But I thought um, the clearance that he did, that then opened up and they could easily have scored, was, was absolutely down to his poor clearance. Um, generally, his distribution was really good last night. He, he, and it's like I say, he looks to pass the ball. He doesn't just look to hoof it but there are some times where I do think you just clear your lines and trying to be over clever can actually put you in the, in problems. So I toyed with six or seven. I went with six because of that key moment for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's an interesting one that Saturday you gave him a seven. Yeah. And I guess that is a clean sheet. So he gets that bonus point if you like. So yeah, exactly. I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, the two fullbacks, I went seven for George. Um, and again, there's an element with George of the six being what I expect. And, and it's what I expect of that particular player as well. So with George's experience, whereas I, I personally think George is, is a decent defender. I think he's not so great going forward. And, and um, you know, we, we've talked about where we are today today. But if you, if you add McCrory into that team with what we believe McCrory is, A, a really good defender, but also runs all day like night and can get forward, George is then under a bit of pressure. But I actually thought George had a decent game last night. One or two moments, but I thought he had a decent game. Got forward. It was his cross in the opening minutes that led to the goal, wasn't it? Or, you know, that passage of play. Yeah, it was. So I went and, seven
1: and for George. And he, he set up Jason Knight to, to set up the... Yeah,
0: to then set up that one. ...game's
1: yeah, goal. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so hence the seven... Cam, I went eight, and that was one where I was going mm, seven or eight. I thought Cam, as the game wore on in particular, really was bombing on and really causing them problems. The flip of that, and why I was thinking the seven is that their number ten, I think it was, gave him yeah. all sorts of problems. And are you are you in the the dolman mark?
2: Yeah, yeah. He so did in front him. of you, he, he did, did, number did times, didn't times. it number Several times, yeah, yeah.
0: So so that was kind of where I was debating. Was it a seven? Was it an eight? Um and I went on the side of we won four one, he was bombing forward, so I've I've, I've been kind of generous with an eight. Well, but I did did think he got a little bit of a roast in it times. And Pearson yeah. had said beforehand that both of their wide players come inside and Cam seemed to get caught a couple of times. So but did then recover a lot of the time as well.
1: I think the way that Cam came forward. Lots more than we've seen in recent games yeah. as well is what we want to see. Going back to my original sort of opening gambit of we want to see exciting football and yeah he's going to get caught out if he's coming forward a lot so yeah we can't have it all fine we're
0: going eight then uh, the two centre backs I went Carl naismith and eight I thought Carl was was excellent again um obviously the the pass for for Harry Cornet was brilliant um and Zach I went nine um and. And, and it was one of those where I kind of went eight to start with, and then I kind of changed it because and probably that tackle at the end makes a big difference with that. That's kind of the, the extra point if you that's like, like
1: a goal a goal, isn't it? It's a, it's a goal. Yeah, yeah. But
0: I, I, I just thought and, and I couldn't have put it better than what Lee had said in what he'd said earlier on, the way that he is, and my hmm. dad's saying about him being impeccable. So that was why I went a nine for Zach. Um Matty James, I went nine and man of the match. I thought Matty James was just outstanding last night. And and even, even I came close to thinking, God, with that goal, does that give him a 10?
1: Because oh.
0: yeah, but I just felt probably um they still had a little, you know, some some chances through the middle. Um, but I just thought that that's probably for me the best Matty James performance I've seen. Mm. Um yeah. and absolutely again, two fingers up to me from Nigel Pearson that says that's why he's in the team. That's why he's captain. Um, I mean, or, uh, in Andy Vyman's absence, obviously. But yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Um, Joe Williams, I went eight for Joe, and I'd given Joe seven on Saturday, and, and then i kind of gone, oh, was it a seven? But even, and I probably am thinking it's more of a seven than an eight, if I'm honest, because he didn't get the goal. And he, he, but but his his performance at the moment and the way that they're dovetailing and working together, I think it's been excellent. But yeah, in the cold light of day, I think it's probably more seven.
1: Um, yeah, I I think if you're giving James a nine, I think Williams deserves at least an eight for me. Um, they. they well, I, are, went eight, are, I went eight.
0: I went eight for night. So I don't know if that then.
1: Shows you where it I'm, is. I'm so, I'm probably yeah. eight for both personally, but, but I don't know. I'll let Mark chip in.
2: I I, I would have gone seven for for Joe. Um, yeah. I go go back to your comment about Matty James. I thought I thought Matty James was fantastic on Saturday, and he yeah. was absolutely outstanding again last night. He was, wasn't he? Yeah.
0: yeah. And you do, like I said, it, I think that fitness thing. Now that he's got a run of games,
2: um, yeah, and he's played He's
0: played every game this season. That kind of shows again that. Um, so we still need to be careful with Matty James, but I don't know that we've got huge options, and and maybe that's where you know I suppose it's difficult because of Joe Williams's re- record. But when you are winning games like that, maybe you then look at okay, well we'll keep Knight on and we'll take Matty James yeah. off and give Matty yeah. James a little bit of time. There was a, um, there was
1: a point in the game yesterday, and I can't remember who it was, whether it was Viner or Naismith or someone went down injured, and and then it, it was it sort of hit that reality, sort of hit you of. We can't afford for anybody to get. Yeah, injured. absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had. Yeah, Zach was down in the in, in the box, wouldn't he? Yeah. After yeah. they had that, they went through in on goal, and yeah, it looked like Zach might have injured himself.
1: Yeah, yeah and you just sort of think, oh god, we just can't afford for yeah. that at the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, 90, like I said, I went eight. Um, I just love him. I think he's. I, I saw Dave Feb said about having a man crush on him, um, and, and 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 in fairness, he, he was. Dave febs when he was talking about signings in the summer, he was his top pick. Um, so, you know, and, and we know that febs does
1: a lot of... Sort Have you of got a man school. crush on febs? Uh
0: <laughs> Is it as much as a man crush? <laughs> I like, I like Febbs. I'm not to say it's a man crush. Sorry, febs All right, febs Feb is, is a little bit, but don't tell your wife. Oh, um, Jesus. And then for the, the wide players, Sykes, I went eight. I think Mark Sykes, we seeing an absolute top draw mark Sykes at the moment um this is a player that shows this is where i need to play don't don't be playing me at right back unless we've got a, a need to from a you know a problem point of view don't do it based on other players not having the form mark Sykes. Looks really the top draw Should have scored. He had a header as well, didn't he? In the first half that he yeah, should
1: Yeah. I think um, I don't think heading is his particular strong no, point, is it?
0: It's funny, Patch, because I I said at the time that was clearly someone who's gone up, closed his eyes, and just hope for the best kind <laughs> <of things. laughs> Like in the old days. Um Sam Bell, I went eight, Mackie yeah. Wells. I went seven, and the difference being the, the goal and just Sam, he just causes them all sorts of problems. Um, and then Subwise, obviously, Ephraim came on. I went seven for Ephraim because he causes problems whenever he comes on. Um, energetic. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be some player. Uh, TGH, I went seven. I thought when he came on, he he, he kept that energy up in the middle, um, created the, you know, the, the, the one opportunity that he had. And then Harry Cornick, and maybe there's a touch of um, emotion with it, but I went eight for Harry Cornick as well. Uh, I thought he came on and showed just what you need him to show with his, his work rate, his endeavour, but to get the goal as well, um, I thought was, was superb. Yeah. What,
1: one small issue for me there is Naki Wells, seven, and Harry Cornick, eight. I know he scored, and that's yep. the extra point there, but Wells plays obviously 60 minutes and, and I, makes and the I space think, for Bell and Sykes Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I running think of the yeah, the,
0: the, yeah. the difference for me was the goal. I think um Cornick did what, what the Wells had done in terms of linking the play, running around, uh putting himself about. I think the difference was the goal for me.
1: Okay. Mark, judgment, seven or eight for Wells. Yeah,
2: yeah. I um so I called out um uh Naki Wells earlier in the in the in the in the pod to say that I thought he he was excellent. And and he was, but as you say, he he didn't get the goal. Um I, I thought <clears throat> Cornick, when he came on. He was. He also kept the 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 same level of energy going. He did get the goal. He gets the extra point. Okay. Yep. Good stuff. And, and then Nige. Has been
0: seven's last four or five games.
2: Nige, Um. I went eight.
0: Um. Yeah. And actually, that that could have been a nine, but as I say, I do think that Plymouth did create quite a few chances as well. Um. So yeah, I went eight.
1: Brilliant.
0: So I don't know if you wrote them down, but that average is at seven point six four.
1: Is that exactly what I said? I can't remember. Uh,
0: I think you might have said six two. Six two. Yeah, if yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> close. <laughs> Bloody hell. There's a
2: there's a couple of those eights we need to revisit actually. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think you've been a bit general about them. I'm on me, sir. Yeah. Uh,
1: Brilliant. Right. Okay. We're almost up out of time. So um, yeah, roll on to, to Leicester. Blind me, Mark. Can't see any changes to that starting eleven. Can you?
2: No. I, I said it right at the beginning. I'd like to see the same same eleven take the pitch. Um, i will be very surprised, unless unless Vyman's uh, available, if we don't see the same bench as well.
1: Mm. Matt, for you? I think Vyman potentially coming on the bench. Is he any?
0: Yeah, maybe for, for Nelson. Yeah, maybe. Um...
1: Uh, and we don't know how, how, if everyone's come through that game unscathed. We we certainly hope that's the case. But uh,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Good stuff. Okay, um, I think we just need to just mention the... Alexander, phil alexander situation as well so yep. that was very left field that the it was announced over the weekend um he's, he's taken us through two transfer windows yes we've lost a couple of players but we brought in a lot of quality and we were yet to still see uh ross mccrory as well but obviously he's been a, a big part of bringing those players in uh but it remains to be seen why and and, and what happens next really matt
0: yeah, Nigel Pearson was asked about it um, after the game, and that's that's again on Radio Bristol. And he kind of said, um, well, a, a little bit that it's kind of he, he was told about it on Thursday, and obviously he, he he knows his position in in the the role that he's got, um, and everything else at board level obviously happens at board level. Um, kind of intimated when you listen to it that there there is going to kind of be a bit of a restructure. Um, And that there are are changes that are sort of made. So it will be interesting to see that that I think there might be more to come on that. So, yeah, listening to Nigel Pearson made it seem as though um, it was more a board decision as opposed to Phil Alexander deciding himself that he was going to leave for whatever reason. So And I might be reading in between the lines there and getting it completely wrong, but that's the way that it came across to me.
1: Yeah, cool okay um right let's roll on to to Leicester then um we'll be up there Matt I think Mark's probably a bit too far for you to drive from Cornwall to Leicester
2: I won't be going to uh uh, yeah to Leicester no unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a a sellout isn't it
1: yeah I think it's scale. I don't know if Leicester sell out their home end as well but um yeah it should be good King Power I don't think I've been to the have I been to the King Power I'm not sure we played them in the cup,
2: going back a few years. Yeah, um, I've been, yeah. I've been there a few times as well. Yeah, I'm sure um, I have. I'm sure I I'm, have. I'm sure we, we, had, I'm sure we played them once in the league when, when Holloway was man, was Holloway manager there at some point. He was, or, he I, or was, was that, or was I that, or was, that, was that a might. nightmare that I had? No, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was manager <laughs> of Leicester. I don't think it was very long, but yeah, he
0: was.
1: Right,
0: yeah, good stuff. I remember right,
1: sure don't forget to follow us over on Twitter at 3PiAPC and retweet this tweet. West Brom tweet to enter yourself into that prize draw for the mascot experience. And we'll be back on Sunday. So uh big thanks to Mark for dialing in this morning. Thank you, Mark. Uh, always a pleasure, Mark. And uh Matt, we'll see you see you Saturday morning. See you Saturday morning, mate. Yep. Yeah. Cheers all. Thanks for listening. You, boys. Bye. Bye. You, mate. You, guys.
2: Cheers.